Hey, this is Sean Kane, director of Silent Night Zombie Night, and you're listening to Gruesome Herzog. Hello, this is Natalie Sheets. I play Jenna in the film Madison County, and you're listening to Gruesome Herzog. Hey, horror fans, this is Ace Marrero, and you are listening to Gruesome Herzog. Dig it! I'm Jessica Funneborn, and I'm listening to Gruesome Herzog. This is Yvette Corvea, and most of you know me as Marla from Run, Bitch, Run. She's a really evil, crazy bitch. And you guys are listening to Gruesome Herzog. Hi, this is David Z. Stamp, and you're listening to Gruesome Herzogs. Hey, this is Bill Oberst, Jr. I play Dale in the film Dismal. And as Dale would say, let me tell you something. You're listening to Gruesome Herzog. You got Dale's word on that. Hey, this is James Cotton. I'm a director, writer, producer. You're listening to Gruesome Herzog. Jack Harrison, action actor and stunt coordinator on three stunt teams. I played the character Idiot in the movie Dismal, and you listen to Gruesome Herzog. This is Gruesome Herzog. My very special guest this evening is director Vince D'Amato. How are you doing, Vince? I'm doing great, Gruesome. How are you doing? Wonderful. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. Um, I've been hearing a lot about uh, you know, the uh, movies that that you guys done from Rob hearing it from Rob Carpenter and Dan Ellis and you know, and uh, you got some interesting stuff, I must say. Um, yeah. <laughs> But uh, it's uh, a lot of people after this interview should understand that you can't take everything serious at what you watch, and uh, hopefully they get some good information from Mr. Vince himself. Thank you. Here we go. The first movie that I talked to Dan, I think I'm trying to think, was it Rob or was it Dan? Rob, um, Corpse of Rama in 2001. Oh yeah. Now, if you want, uh, you can go ahead and. Uh, Tell the listeners a little bit about it, out of your own words, if you don't. Well, mind. that yeah, no, no, for sure. That that one, uh, well, that one's not really uh, available. Uh, we, it was available locally uh, that we put we put it out ourselves. We you know, and it was when we were. It was the first thing we ever did. Um, we really, really had no idea what we were doing. Um, I it was back in the '90s, and I just read uh, Robert Rodriguez's book, uh, Rebel Without a Crew. And of course, you know that's the book that inspired half of the people like us to to do what we're doing now. Right. And I thought, you know, I really wanted to. Uh, I, I I had no formal um, training for film in school, so I really wanted to. Like, really, I was using that book. Uh, as the template for what I was doing so far as even uh, shooting on 16. So I thought, okay, that's kind of a good way to go. Um, so we, we went 
uh, we bought a bunch of 16 millimeter film, uh, borrowed a camera. I got this, uh, this cam, this guy who was a professional, uh, camera operator on, uh, series that we're shooting in Vancouver. And he basically showed me how to use the camera and he came on, he was doing some shooting for us. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we get through a few rolls of film and I don't even know what to do with it. I, I, I called one of my friends and, uh, he, he was a professional photographer at the time. And, um, I'm like, you know, I don't know what to do with this, blah, blah, blah. So we'll call, you know, why don't you call Fuji Film? So I call Fuji Film up. I say, yeah, I've got this film. We shot 16 mil. I tell him what it was. And I said, so what do I do? Do I just open up the mag in like a room with some red light? And the guy freaked. He was like, no, no, you didn't do that, did you? It's got to be pitch black. And I was like, no, 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 I didn't do anything yet. <laughs> but that's how that's how little we knew right. um, going into it. But uh, once we finished uh, Corpse, it was it was funny because we had some interest uh, from some independent Vancouver shops. Right. Uh, at the time, one was called Real Horror. And uh, so they carried our film for a while, and they rented it and sold it, and we probably made about fifty bucks from that movie. Oh, wow! Yep. Now, now, <laughs> am I, now, now you, you, then how'd you pay Rob, or, or did you pay Rob with, uh, you know, sodas and and beer and food, right? Yeah, that's pretty much what it was. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it really was. Um, I think Rob had a good time. He ended up coming on and, and playing a few roles. But of course, you know, we're uh, we're really like it was really no budget. Uh, we're shooting on film, so we're trying to be as conservative as possible uh, as to not let the expense get out of hand. And so there weren't really that many shooting days. Right. You know, I mean, even though Rob played like three or four different characters in the movie, uh, the movie itself is only about. Uh, you know, maybe an hour long. Okay. And, you know, we, we only shot for, I think maybe it was, God, I can't really remember. Now. It was around nine days, ten days or something like that. Wow. Well, the next yeah. one, the next one um, has like uh, two names. Um, I guess it was originally called Vampires vs. Zombies. And then for some reason it was changed to Carmilla, the lesbian vampire in 2004. Yeah. Actually, that's an interest. That is really interesting. That one. Um, that one was originally called Carmilla. It really was. Okay. And uh, the distribution company, uh, which was the Asylum at the time, um, they they were the they were the first ones to pick it up, and they had it for three years. And they had sent us an email, and they said, "Well, what do you like better? Do you?" And they gave us this list of things like. Um, uh, well, actually, it was, the funny thing was, is one of their tags was the lesbian vampire as well. Anyway, they, they said the lesbian vampire, something else, and vampires versus zombies. And I swear, I will, I swear to this day, we actually thought that uh, they were asking us to pick a tagline for the movie. So we thought, okay, well, yeah, vampires versus zombies, that's a cool little tagline. And then about two months later, when we were, it's time for us to deliver the masters, uh, they said, oh, yeah, and don't forget, when you do the, the master for the trailer... Um, it's not Carmilla anymore. It's vampires versus zombies, and that was the the first side. Really, was like, whoa, really? That you like that you meant you wanted to change the name? Uh-huh. Um, and the first thing we all said, uh, because we made the movie and we knew uh, what vampires versus zombies. There is no vampires versus zombies in this thing. There's a few zombies around at the end, right? But uh, but yeah, so that that was how that got marketed, and it was. You know, it's it's funny. It was a totally double-edged sword because if they hadn't done that, it wouldn't have reached such a huge audience. Like every blockbuster in North America carried like three copies of this thing. Wow! 
But because they mismarketed it, mismarketed it, everybody hated it. You know, everybody like, like, you know, I, I keep thinking of this quote from uh, this uh, this late comic Mitch Hedberg, and he he said, you know, you can't please all the people all the time. And last night, every one of those people was at my show, and that's kind of like how I felt. With that. Right, <laughs> right. But um, but you know that's that's what happens it's like so so we we sacrificed um you know people actually maybe liking the film if if we you know if they hadn't been bamboozled by it um for actually reaching such a wide audience it was yeah it it was a crazy (laughs) time that's for sure (coughs) excuse me well the next one is a short film that i'm hoping that one day i'll be able to find this baby um it seems interested heads are going to roll in 2004 Oh yeah, you should uh, actually. That got re-released as a special feature on uh, the Carmilla DVD re-release uh, that that Unearthed Films put out for us. Okay. So um, so you can get that short film on there. Uh, that more people like that film. That's for sure. That that wasn't. Uh, yeah, I mean it's a quick little twenty-minute thing, and it gets a far better response than um, you know the big feature film that we spent tons of money on. So <laughs> that's something. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's how it goes sometimes, you know. Yeah, and Rob Carpenter played a character, Luis, the customer. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, he uh, he was basically the lead character. He had a lot of uh, dialogue with uh, Brink Stevens, who you probably know. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she's quite a, a famous cult uh, actress, and uh, we we met her just by chance. And uh, she uh, she gave us her contact info, and she liked the script and. Um, how she became to be part of the short film was she was uh, she was in Carmilla, and just we shot them back to back. We actually shot that that movie while she was here doing Carmilla, and uh, she agreed to do it as part of the whole uh, film package, which was really really cool. So we got we got to do Carmilla with her, and heads are going to roll, and heads are going to roll. As it turned out, um, and she herself had only found out a couple weeks prior to to being on set. Uh, was that that was actually her 100th film that she'd been in. Oh, wow. Yeah. Holy cow. Now, this next one here I've never even heard of, but it seems interesting to me. Um, it's called Human Nature in 2004. Yeah, yeah. The Asylum put that one out, too. And basically because they had such uh, success with distributing um, Vampires vs. Zombies, they basically called us right after um, the American film market the year it came out. Like, uh, I think it was, two, yeah, 2004. And they said, do you have anything else? Do you have anything else? Of course, we had that. And they were going to, they were trying to market that one on uh, s- sort of like on the coattails of the Stuart Gordon film, King of the Ants. Uh, they were sort of doing those kind of back-to-back. So the Stuart Gordon film came out, and then a month later, ours came right out, um, right after it. Uh, and not to a really wide release, um, it was somewhat successful as an independent film, and, you know, it got shown overseas, and it did get, it got a widescreen, um, like, letterbox release, both on, <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to say this, but VHS, way, way, way back oh, when. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. VHS and DVD. Um, but, uh, it never really uh, generated as much uh, um, interest from anybody as, as the first one had done. Now, this next one here, I, I mean, it has a high rating in IMDb. I'm quite surprised by it. Um, hopefully, I can pronounce it. Necrophagia? Oh, necro- necrophagia. 
Yeah, yeah, Mercy. yeah. That that was cool. That that was actually not one of our productions. That's something that I worked on uh, professionally, um, just just as an editor. Okay. And that was uh, there's a band, uh, sort of an underground heavy metal band, okay. uh, in the states, and that's them. It's Necrophagia, and it was basically the the lead singer Killjoy, uh, who had come to Vancouver, and he was uh, he's friends with uh, Ryan Nicholson okay. also from you know who did uh, Gutter Balls and Live Speed. Yep. Yep. And and uh, Ryan was the one that actually got me the job. You know, Ryan said, "Oh, I know this guy is a great editor." Blah blah blah. And uh, so Killjoy actually hired me, and um, that was uh, yeah, that was my first professional gig. Actually, was that? Oh wow! Yeah, is that available? Uh, yeah, as far as I know. Um, but uh, the Necrophagia stuff is kind of independently distributed in the States. Okay. And there is a website uh, for all that all that heavy metal and everything, and I think it's called Red Stream or Red Stream Releasing. Okay. okay. Yeah, and there's a big website, and it's got all that. It's got all their videos and CDs, as, as well as many other bands. Okay. Yeah. Well, now this next one here, I noticed that our boy Rob was also a director. Oh, Hell Has No Fury. Yes. Yeah that, yeah, that was a real fun project. Um, that's an anthology project that we did. And I guess the thing that was a little bit different um, with this anthology project is traditionally you get things like, uh, you know, like Creepshow, uh, and it's all the same uh, director. Like, you know, George Romero directed all of Creepshow. Right. But with this, um, we wanted to experiment with everybody not just being able to direct their own piece but uh, kind of write and direct their own piece okay and we started with rob and my challenge was to somehow uh when, when we were all said and done make them kind of uh fit together in a way so i wrote i wrote a little wraparound segment that sort of included uh you know with these two guys in a coffee shop sort of relaying these stories to each other is how it worked out okay but uh but that's a real fun project actually i really i still like watching that one it's got a lot of i mean just the different uh talents that were behind the camera that were involved with creating this project yeah yeah um you know it's really uh, that's interesting now that this next title is um it's a thriller it's in 2007 it has a funky title Sex and Death 1977 yeah <laughs> I love that <laughs> but we went um, I actually I didn't mention this but you know we shot way back when we shot Corpse and Rama Vampires vs. Zombies which is now Carmilla uh, Hands Are Gonna Roll they were all shot on film after that we really didn't have any money whatsoever like nothing so we went uh we fell back on digital and we were shooting digital film uh after that and then sex and death was actually the first time we went back to shooting on film uh so we shot on 16 and that one that i i love that little movie it was i just got the idea one day um uh, I woke up, it was a bright, sunny summer day, and I was really, at the time, I was into uh, Jess Franco's films, and I was listening to, like, the Vampiros Leslow soundtrack and all that stuff. Right. I was listening to the soundtrack, it was a beautiful sunny day, and just the look of the lighting outside uh, reminded me of some of his uh, films, and I thought, you know, it'd be really fun to, to sort of do... Uh, sort of a little Jess Franco or, you know, a Euro trash homage, um, just sort of shoot in some natural light, get some funky music and get like, 
get sort of the flavor of those things, and that's why we wanted to do something sort of with a 70s, but it was really more of a Euro 70s style. Right. And and that was cool. And that, that's a short film as well. I mean, that's about 22 minutes long, which you'll be able to see on the uh, Carmilla disc as well. Okay. Now, there, there's something I want to ask you about. I keep, I keep reading about it. Of course, I don't think it's in the United States. I don't know. But the TV series, the uh-huh. Renfield Syndrome. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's on YouTube. That we released that oh, on YouTube. Oh, okay. Now, I wonder, I can't remember actually if that was actually out when you were talking to Rob. Because um, it was right around, it was getting released right around that time. And uh, the, the whole thing's available now on YouTube. I mean, for free. Uh, and that, that was really just uh, something that was, uh, it was inspired right out of the blue. I wrote it really quickly, and it got a good response from our crew, so we didn't really hesitate to go ahead and start shooting it. Um, and it's just, it, it's basically a, a lot of interviews, and, and it's a, it's sort of a mystery. It's a mystery about this missing girl, but it's, uh, it's told as a media satire. Okay. And, and that was kind of the idea with that. So at, at the time, I had a lot to say about media, I think. <laughs> so I, tried to, I was just trying to, uh, I, I don't know if I'd call it venting or not, but I was having fun with it, let's just say. And um, it, it, originally, we didn't know what we wanted to do with it. And once it got cut together, I mean, it was an interesting sort of little feature. It was about 60 five seventy minutes long right. um, but you know as as something that's really constructed as a mockumentary um, it was kind of um, you know I mean it wasn't it wasn't totally exciting it wasn't like all this action or, and a lot of it wasn't even like uh, a lot of gore there's a couple of scenes in it but uh, but it was uh, Peter Spears one of our producers who sort of turned me on to the idea of doing it uh, or just releasing it as a web series. Um, and I'm really glad we did that, actually, because I, uh, I, I feel, you know, I feel good about just, uh, this was something that we did a little bit on a whim, and it wasn't very expensive, and I, I like the idea of giving some of this stuff away for free, you know? Like, just letting people see it if they right. want to see it. Right, right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I, I might watch that. I think I did see something on YouTube about that. I might check that out. Yeah. Uh, the next one... Um, is the hard cut in 2010? I talked to Dan. He has mentioned a little bit about it, as you know, and yeah. good old Robbie. And uh, th- this to me is an interesting cast. Um, you got all my uh, brothers from another mother in it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we really utilized a lot of the talent that was pulled in in Vancouver. Um, I think every actor. In, in that film, it, it, it has, it was, especially right at that time, like we, we were shooting it in 2008, um, and, um, yeah, like 2008, 2009, they were really starting, they're, they're just starting to break through because a lot of film, a lot of indie films that they were in, uh, from Vancouver producers and Vancouver directors have been going to, uh, like the Toronto Film Festival, uh, the Vancouver Film Festival, the Whistler Film Festival. So all these actors are just kind of starting their careers and it's really cool because, uh, like it, it seems like all the same actors just kind of get bounced around. We were really involved with the, with the film, uh, talent community at that point. It right. Was really Really good, yeah. Right, yeah. Because um, I think after I interviewed, I think Rob Carpenter, um, James Tice sent me a message. So that my <laughs> my little my little controversy interviews I did there was not funny wise. 
it really generated a lot of listeners as well. Um, awesome. I, I had a lot of fun with those three, but it, well, I mean Nathan Dashwood too. I mean, but yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'm kind of anxious to see this. So now you say it's almost finished. Yeah, it is. It's it actually um, for all intents and purposes, it is finished. Okay. Uh, we it's been final cut and it's been final cut for a couple of weeks now. We did the cast and crew screening. Uh, of course, you always think it's final cut when you do a cast and crew screening, but deep down, you kind of know once you see it in the theater, you're going to make some changes. Yeah. So um, made ch- changes over the next six weeks, and and it is final cut now. And uh, we're just uh, we're just waiting on the final sound design. Uh, but in the meantime, we do have a temporary sound design which we're using to uh, construct these screeners for right now. Okay. So yeah, okay. I mean, pretty much. I'm um, creatively speaking, uh, on my side of it is done. So okay. Well, yeah. now if you want to, we we can get into the the newest of newest. Um, yeah. Rob Carpenter sent me a trailer um, about a bunch of cheerleaders. Yeah, and I posted the trailer on my blog, my trailer blog site, and people seem to have a lot of interest. And they I also, do, yeah. and I also heard some, uh, you know, there's a couple things that uh, people are writing. But uh, go ahead and explain it to the people, the listeners, exactly what you're talking, what the name of the movie is, and what it's about, and let them decide <laughs> for themselves. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, the name of the movie, which I always smile when I when uh, people ask me what it is. Uh, it's Catholic Cheerleaders for Satan, and um, obviously that's that's a bit of a satire. Uh, and you know, and it always was meant to be. You know, we we kind of thought it would it was something fun. Uh, but the thing, the the reason that it exists is because um, actually these these Catholic Cheerleaders for Satan are in the hard cut film. Um, the the hard cut movie is about this detective who gets hired uh, by some unsavory people to track down this uh, uncensored film print uh, from the 70s, and the film is Catholic Cheerleaders for Satan. So this movie that we've released now on YouTube for free uh, is that film within the film. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to check that baby out because I, I like a good laugh. You know, yeah. A, a little bit I, of both. I think I, yeah, I think that there's a, there's a lot more comedy in it once you start actually watching that because we're releasing it one reel at a time, and as you get into it, you'll see there's a lot more comedy. Like the, the trailer is pretty gruesome, you know. It's like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but but once you get into the actual, uh, you, you, like you're watching these these cheerleaders and these guys all interacting with each other, it actually is pretty funny. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, we're we're only on reel four. Like there's nine reels that we're releasing, and I just released reel four this morning. So we're we're releasing uh, two every week. So we're almost halfway done releasing that. Also. Wow. I'm yeah. Check that out. Now, is there anything else that you have planned in the future that's coming up, or is it? Well, I you know my mind <laughs> my mind is always spinning. Like you know hundreds of miles an hour and I, every time I think of something it, it lasts a week and I think of something else oh. I, it's kind of one of those things but um, but for right now I'm just uh, you know I'm just really really happy with finishing everything off we've got yep. leaders, uh, that's uh, you know by the end of January the entire release will be finished on YouTube uh, the screeners Rob is going to start putting out uh, uh, for the hard cut this year so I'm really going to take some time to actually think about and write the next thing that I want to do okay well, yeah well, I got some advice for you if you want you might want to carry some chains and locks around with you so you can 
So you can chain Dan down so you don't start floating up. His head will get too big. <laughs> I know. Hey, man, Rob, too, don't forget, you know. Yeah, I know. They're going to start an ego and a half. <laughs> no, they're they're awesome. They, they're really great. They yeah. I love how involved they get with everything, you know. I, and they really do, both, both of those guys. And James Tice, too, who you yep. know, we talked a little bit about. Um, you know, they really get involved with uh, with with every uh, part of it, you know. And it's, it's, uh, that's one thing I love about doing the films. It's it's one of the things. It's the collaborating with with all these great people, you know. Yep. There's uh, I seen the the most latest film that I seen with Dan in was uh, the the title hasn't been decided yet, but as of right now, it's Star Vehicle. Oh yeah, yeah. I only saw a trailer of that actually. I haven't oh. seen the whole thing. Oh, in fact, God. I haven't seen uh, the last two films that uh, him and uh, Ryan Nicholson did together. Yeah, Hanger. I haven't seen Hanger either. Saw that one too. Uh, yeah, I heard that that one was pretty cool. Star Vehicle. I'm telling you something. I called Dan as soon as I watched it, and and you know, Mr. Modest that he is, um, you know, Dan has the knack to what uh, his knack is. What amazes me is he can turn his uh, um, his personality like a, like a light switch in that movie. Oh yeah, and he's so good at it. I mean, he God, God forbid, we're saying it. But he makes a good killer. <laughs> he does. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm sure he wants to do other things too, but he does it so well. I mean, that movie amazed me. I mean, I I, I went into Star Vehicle thinking, okay, well, you know, it's going to be one of them, you know, independent, low budget movies that, you know, it's going to have some rough spots. You know, it's normal, which it doesn't yeah. bother me. But it that movie turned out good. Oh, I that's really, really, I really good dug it here. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm happy to hear that actually it's it's really good yeah I I I I didn't to be honest with you I didn't get that from when I watched the trailer because the trailer did look like it had a couple of rough spots in it but that was way before I think yeah. that they had finished it yeah um, which you know I mean it, it it sort of goes to show how important the you know you, your trailer is as important as your film too, right when when you're when you're getting ready to let let those things out into the wild <laughs> as they are so to speak you know. Yeah, but when you get a chance, and down the road, I think it's getting. Re- I know one of them. I'm trying to think, I think it's getting released in February. I think what Dan told me last. I could be wrong. Don't hold me to it. But I think it is. But uh, yeah, you gotta check that out. That's a damn good I will. movie. Yeah, I will. I actually, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and then there's also one before a Hanger. That's yeah, getting, yeah. That's getting released soon too. I think. And that. Yeah, that's uh, that. That one's been out for a little bit. I saw that okay. one on Amazon on DVD. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that that's a different Dan role there. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he's so and he's in uh, like some full uh, facial makeup there, like prosthetics and things. Yes, in, in the, hanger, yeah, the funky nose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that seemed like a a, a pretty big uh, showcase for for prosthetics. That one, but he pulled it off. It was good. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, you know, uh, and and Ryan's background is is all the prosthetic uh, makeup effects too. So, yep. you know, of course, that's going to make sure everything's tip top. So. Yeah, Ryan's a good guy too. I really, I really dig his stuff too. Go to yeah. Balls, Have you I had like. a chance to talk to him? Not yet, but I'm working on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's a busy guy. I'm yes. busier than I am. <laughs> yeah. All right, Vince. Well, thank you very much for coming on. I really appreciate you taking your time. Um, okay, thank you. To get these movies out. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Hard Cut, so I'll hang yeah. in until the time comes. Yeah, you'll for sure be getting a copy of that. I guarantee it. All right. Thank you very much. Okay, thanks, Gruesome. Take care, Vince. Okay. See you, you too. Bye-bye. Okay, bye.
Hey, this is Sean Kane, director of Silent Night, Zombie Night, and you're listening to Gruesome Herzog. Hello, this is Natalie Sheets. I play Jenna in the film Madison County, and you're listening to Gruesome Herzog. Hey, horror fans, this is Ace Marrero, and you are listening to Gruesome Herzog. Dig it! I'm Jessica Sonneborn, and I'm listening to Gruesome Herzog. This is Yvette Corvea, and most of you know me as Marla from Run, Bitch, Run. She's a really evil, crazy bitch. And you guys are listening to Gruesome Herzog. Hi, this is David Z. Stamp, and you're listening to Gruesome Herzogs. Hey, this is Bill Oberst, Jr. I play Dale in the film Dismal. And as Dale would say, let me tell you something. You're listening to Gruesome Herzog. You got Dale's word on that. Hey, this is James Cotton. I'm a director, writer, producer. You're listening to Gruesome Herzog. Jack Harrison, action actor and stunt coordinator of all three stunt teams. I played the character Idiot in the movie Dismal, and you'll listen to Bruce and Herzog. 